guys. Welcome to episode 12 of the Equity Podcast. I'm Joe and this is Barrick. Hey. Uh, today is the end of season one and our first year of podcasting. We're going to do a little season cheers to that. Cheers. This is definitely not a scotch and it's not 11.10 in the morning. <laughs> so thank you, Joe. I appreciate yep. it. I've had a lot of fun doing this. Yeah. And uh, let's try and finish strong. Yeah. We're not gone. We're, there will be more episodes. Yeah. Episode season two. 2021. <laughs> um, so today our main topic is the open. Uh, those of you who've been here a while are probably familiar with us pushing the open around this time of year. Uh, and then after that, we have a couple uh, question and answer, and that'll be it for today. Sounds good. Uh, well, we're talking the open today. Uh, so uh, our sponsor today is our open prep clinic. So starting in uh, January, um, we are going to be doing a open prep clinic to get ready for the open. And um, even if you've never done the open, if, if, if you just have this little itch of competing, the, this clinic can really be helpful to you because what we're focusing on is competing. And that, that's a part of what the open can be for some people is scratching that competitive itch. Yep. And this is how to attack workouts to get your best score and how to plan for it and how to analyze it and how to get those skills and working on skills that you need for it. So um, that, that prep clinic is going to meet once a week and we're just going to get ready for it and build those skills. Yep. Um, yeah, going to be a lot of fun. We have a website. There'll be a link in the description uh, to sign up for more info about that. All right. Um, you'll just put in your info. And I would say even if you're not into competing or even like maybe a little afraid of competitions and stuff, a prep clinic might make a lot of sense for you because if you understand the logistics of preparing for a competition and how a competition works and like that mindset, you might be a little bit more comfortable doing something like yeah. that kind of competition in the open. And also it's a good way to like be like, hey, is this something I'm interested in? Mm -hmm. Like even if you're like, ah, I don't know, it might be just to put your toe in without actually, you know, going and doing a competition. Downside. <laughs> Yeah. Downside, you have to listen to him talk, <laughs> right. but you're already watching this, so... Yeah, you already hate yourself. <laughs> you're listening to this. So the uh, the other thing, um, two sponsors today, is, hey, holidays are coming up. Gifts. We have a Rogue Link. Um, if, you, <laughs> if you have a Rogue Link, I actually have my Rogue Cup. So if, if you're looking for a gift for that significant other, for um, you know anybody, uh, any fitness enthusiast that you're interested in getting something for... Um, use the link, uh, use our link, and it, it helps a gym out, and we would really appreciate it. Um, and spoiler alert, we'll have some gift ideas at the end of this episode as well. So yep. um, some of them will be rogue-related, and some of them won't be, but, um, you know, the, just to kind of help you out for the holidays. All right. So I think, I think that's our longest sponsor segment ever. <laughs> yeah, and we just talked about not eating into our time. Uh. All right. Um, we haven't had that much scotch. <laughs> uh, once again, today's main topic, open. Uh, first thing a lot of people are curious about is what is the open? Because it's a word that gets thrown around a yeah. lot. So I, I, whenever I describe the open, I actually like to start in reverse. What I mean by that is everybody knows what the CrossFit games are. Yeah. So the games are where CrossFit is trying to crown the fittest on earth. All right? So... That is the pinnacle. That's the tip of the spear. That's not the 1%. That's the 1% of 
of the 1%, like their highest level, yeah. right? From that, you have to, there has to be a process in order to get to that level, right? So um, now it's um, sanctioned events. Uh, that, that would be the, the, the one way to get to the thing. That, that's yeah. the step under is sanctioned events. Um, that used to be, there used to be something else called regionals that would kind of be like that mid-tier where it's like, all right, these guys are the the 1%, right? And then the games are the 1% of the 1%. Yep. And then in order, so, it, it's changed a little bit, um, but when there was regionals, to get to regionals, you had to do the open. Yep. Um, but now with the new setup, the open, you can get to the games um, from the open now. Um, if you win your country, if you're the fittest person in your country, you can get to the games. If uh, some sanctions, requ sanctionals require an open placement, like they use that as their qualifier. So, and, and the open is basically like the qualifying event to, in order to get to the games. Yep. So that, that's kind of like the overarch overarching thing. However, that's not what we use it for. Yeah. We're, we're, none of us are going to the games. But I, I, I love the Open. I've been doing it since 2012. And what it, what it does, one, it's just fun. Yeah. You get to work out with your buddies, and you're all doing the same thing. And it, it's just a lot of fun to do. And everybody, it's, instead of, you know, when you're training in the gym, it's just your gym doing the workout. But now... You get to be training with all the people in the gym, but also everybody across the world is also doing that same workout. So now you get to see what other people all over the world are doing and kind of where you stack up. Yep. And that, that doesn't mean like if you're low on that leaderboard, you're all of a sudden, you know, that doesn't mean anything. But, you know, you just get to see what what you're doing, what other people are doing and kind of have fun with it. I mean, it, it's just a good time to... Uh, find out what you're capable of and and have fun with it. Yeah. And I'll say a lot of times it's actually pleasantly surprising to look at the leaderboard and you're not as low. You're ahead of a few thousand people <laughs> on certain right. things. You can figure, yeah. Like it's, yeah. it can be a confidence booster. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, and you know, one of the things that we also really like about it is the, the open is done. So now let's talk like specifics. We're looking at like general. The specifics of it is it's a five-week quote unquote competition. Yep. So every week, CrossFit will release a workout. Everybody who's competing in the open will, will have four days to compete that workout. And then you'll log your score. It must be judged by somebody else. So somebody else is there making sure you're hitting full range of motion, make sure your proper weights, make sure you hit the right numbers and you're, you submit your score. And then you'll do that every week for five weeks. Yep. There's a leaderboard that you can track your um, track where you're at, and it's just um, after that they figure out who the national champions are, and you know then you go to that next stage. But for us mortals, you know we just had a, a ton of fun um, for five weeks with our friends. Yep. Um, a lot of times, what we what we used to do this year is probably going to be a little bit different. Yep. What we used to do is everybody come in on Friday. We would go through heats, and at the end, everybody would just hang out, have a drink or two, and it's just an awesome, fun time. Um, this year might be a little bit different, but we're going to try and do our best to um, 
get in as much as we can. So stick with us until 2022, and we'll show you what it's like. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll try and still have a lot of fun yeah. with it. Um, so five weeks of working out and pushing yourself and finding out what you're really capable of. Yep. Uh, so our next thing is who should do the Open and why you should do the Open. And you probably should. This is the <laughs> answer that you're going to get from us. Before I get into this, I'm going to tell a story. Um, we had another coach that used to be here. His name was Matt. And it, it was during the Open. It was week one. And I think Matt was... I can't remember if he was coaching. Yeah, I think he was coaching Friday mornings. And I came in to help in case people wanted to do the open workout. Yeah. And they needed a judge. So I would come in. And so me and Matt and I were here. And Paul Palmer was there. And this was his first year, I think. And Paul has always been a competitive guy. He's done triathlons and all this crazy stuff. And, you know... We've we've built up a rapport with him. You're like Paul. You gotta you gotta do this. It's a competition. You're gonna love it. Yeah. He's like, what is it? Like he had yeah. no idea. He didn't hear of the. He had heard of it, but he, you know, he was just kind of yeah. didn't really know what it was that morning. I'm like, all right, Paul, you're doing this, and we convinced him to sign up for it, and he's been doing it ever since, and he loves it. Yeah. Um, so. I don't know. I just found that story where, like, you know, he didn't know, and he was even competitive, and he still wasn't sure about it, but we kind of talked him into it, and, and he loves it every year. And, you know, if you ever want to ask somebody about it, ask him about it. I'm sure he'll tell you that he really enjoyed it, and he can probably tell that story a little bit better, a little funnier of how he felt, <laughs> Matt and I, trying to get him oh, to do it. Most people here will tell you that there's more than a little peer pressure <laughs> doing the open. <laughs> In a good way. Yeah. So, so who should do it? Honestly, we, we believe everybody should do it. Yeah. And just like with our goals, uh, like when we do workouts, there's kind of two groups. There's the people that are looking for health and wellness. Like, hey, I, I'm not competitive. I don't care what my score is. I just want to live my life and, you know, just be able to pick up my kids and do, do all of that. And then we have the, the people that like competition. Like, we don't really have to twist our arm. Like, no. they just like competing, and they want to do it. Like, you and Sam will always do the open. Yeah, yeah, we're always going to do it. I like competing. It scratches that itch. Um, I've played sports growing up, and I like it. Yep. Now, but that being said, you, you both groups should do it. Mm -hmm. And the first group, the health and wellness, you're not really a competitor. What happens is we can kind of get coming. Think about that time when you came into the gym for the first time. That was a really scary moment, and it and it got you outside of your comfort comfort zone now you're in the gym all the time you're in these classes you're doing this in quote-unquote intimidating crossfit thing <laughs> right and you're you're super comfortable yep. right you're you're getting better you're working at it so now what yeah now yeah. let's try and get outside of that comfort zone again yeah you don't need to compare yourself to other people that's not who you're competing with that's not what we're doing. What we're trying to do is we're trying to see what you're capable of. Before you came into equity, you weren't capable of doing all the crazy things that you're doing now, or you didn't think you were, and now you're doing those things. And this can be the catalyst to kind of take that up to the next level, and, and not to the next level of competing, but just to the next level of being more and living your life even more so to what you want to be able to do, yep. right? Maybe it was, dude, I just want to walk up the steps without um, without breathing heavy. 
right? And, and now maybe once you start getting the open, you start pushing it a little bit more. Now it's like, all right, I want to PR my 5K, I, or I want to do a 5K in under 30 minutes, right? It can kind of get you to that level. Be like, it makes you realize what you really are capable of. Again, that's a PR for you. You're not competing against other people. No. You're trying to figure out what you're capable of. For for the performance side, I, I think it's you know it's pretty obvious. It's a small adrenaline dump. Yeah, yeah, I mean you get to scratch that itch. Yep. You get to compete. You get to find out what you're truly capable of. Like you get to really the the atmosphere, the energy on that Friday night is just so much different than a training on a Tuesday on some random day, right? Like everybody else is pumped up and ready to go, and there's just this energy, and you just bring it a little bit harder. You know, just think about the football players that practice is one thing, and then you're like, you got those butterflies coming in, um, and it's you, you get that itch, and you get yep. to everybody's doing the same. You get to compare yourself, you get to see the leaderboard across the world, and it's it's really fun, and it's really exciting. Yeah, and I'd argue that the atmosphere is almost more exciting than doing like a competition in person. Because everyone there wants you to do well. And I've been in competitions where I'm, say, cheering Sam on doing something. And, like, typically we roll pretty deep in competitions, so this is a big issue for us. But we'll all be cheering for Sam or whoever's doing their thing. And then I'll see someone across the way really pissed off at our athlete for beating their athlete <laughs> on the competition. So there's no, there's no conflict in that regard. Everyone wants you to do well. Everyone's yeah. pushing for you. Yeah. You know, so, you know, to kind of wrap this up, who and why, it's, it's to get outside your comfort zone. It's for everybody, and it's to find out what you're capable of and to just reach for that next level. Yep. Right. And now it's uh, what we personally like about the Open, which I think we've both touched on a little bit. and we both Yeah, yeah of, I think we both did, yeah. But we'll <laughs> dive in a little yeah. bit deeper. Um, what I like, so I, most of you guys know this, but I do photography and media here. Um, that's why I'm on the podcast and everything. Um, <laughs> So, I thought it was for your dashingly good looks. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's why I'm at. <laughs> Burn. Um, so for me, I, I spend, this year we'll see, but um, how, it, how everything goes. But like typically for me, for the Open, I'm running around for four or five hours every Friday night grabbing photos of everyone. And I really love seeing people getting their first muscle up or a PR and trying to catch that and like people, keep that and give that to someone. This is probably something we should have talked about in the in the. Point number two. Yeah. When when we're training during the day or during the year, we're training. Yep. Right? We're not just working out. We're actually training. We're trying to we're trying to build up to something. We're trying to get better, right? We're trying to increase our strength. We're trying to increase our our metabolic conditioning, our our, our cardio, right? We're trying to work on all these things. We're trying to improve our skills. And we're training, we're not competing. And that's a good thing, right? When you're constantly training and training and training and training, then when that competition comes, you can unleash it. Yep. So what happens is you have these people that have been working towards getting their first pull-up, getting their first muscle-up, mm -hmm. um, working on that heavy deadlift, right? They've been working towards it all year, and now they have an opportunity that brings energy and all of that training to hit it hard, right? Think about that, again, I'm going to use the football reference. 
that training camp, their training, even before the training camp, you know, the players are working out on their own and doing their thing. Then to go to the training camp, and then you have that first game where you're competing. You just get to put it all out there, and it all comes together. That's – and so what we get to see on this, those first muscle-ups, those PRs, we get to see that all of that work accumulate to something. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's so fun to watch. It's so fun to watch. Absolutely. You know, so that was mine as well. Yeah. So, you know, it was funny. Joe and I were typing our stuff out at the same time of what we were going to say. And we were literally writing. Wait a minute. The first <laughs> we would literally write the same thing. So mine was mm -hmm. seeing people do things they've never done before. Yeah. Um, and mine's a little bit more selfish because I get right. to, like, it, catch it, that. But that's. Like, the higher level athletes are really fun to watch because mm -hmm. they, they do amazing things. Right. But to be honest. Seeing somebody get their first toes of bar is amazing. That's, it's so, so amazing. very few levels of at least external happiness that yeah. reach things like that. Like, people just lose their shit. Yep. And it's, it's Great so to fun to watch. I love it. I love it. It's so rewarding. Yeah. Even just being around. And then that pumps you up. Like you're, you're like, yeah, let's get it. Oh, I, I'm buzzed at the ever like. Just like I'm always a little bit hyper at the end of every open night, exhausted, yeah. right? <laughs> very hyper. So the second thing that I really like, and this is very much personal. Now I'm bringing it in, um, is I really I'm I'm a little analytical, and I really like breaking down my workout. So when they announce the workout, I'm putting together a plan. I'm writing down stuff like, hey, I'm going to split into these sets. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. This is what I need to do to warm up. This is my limitation. This is where I'm going to excel. And I video my first, the, the, I, I video myself on that Friday night. Then I watch that video again and I re, I, I get a new plan together to try and maximize what I'm truly capable of. I get to analyze that. I break down my time, my splits for each movement that I was working on. My transition time. All right, it took me a minute to do the thrusters, and then it took me 30 seconds to start the pull-ups. Well, that's something I need to get better at, that transition time. So it's not just, oh, it took me four minutes per round. That's, that's helpful, but now breaking down each movement and the, and the transitions yep. in between um, and the, the timing of it, that's, I really love doing that, and that's to bring it back, that's going to be one of the things that we talk about in our prep course is how to do that. Yep. Um, so, and I, I just love doing it. I love breaking it down. Yeah, and even if you don't want to do video analysis, just having your coach write down, or not your coach, your uh, judge write down splits. Write some splits down. Really and, you know, another thing is I get to look at my technique. What was I doing wrong? Yep. Was, there, was there something I was doing right? Like, if there's muscle ups in it, was I not catching deep enough? Was I not opening my hips up enough? Like, yep. what, what was, is there a technique issue I can also work on? That's a, the open is not, competing is not an excuse to squat high on your wall balls. You'll get called out for that. <laughs> yeah, right? Making sure you're hitting that four range of motion. So, like, a lot of times what I do is I hit the workout on Monday or on Friday. Then on Saturday, I'll just do some skill work. Like, is it... Do I need to work on some muscle up stuff? Do I need to work on some cleans? I'm going to actually do some skill work, take a little bit of a rest. It's just kind of like EMOM style, and then hit it again on Sunday. Yep. That's, that's what I love about it. So in conclusion, wrapping it all together, 
Do the open. Do it. <laughs> Have fun with like yeah. it, it shouldn't be something that brings you anxiety. Like I do not get anxious. There's, I get excited. There's no stakes here. Right? I, I get excited. Do I get butterflies? Th so what you need to do is you need to reframe it. Like if you if you're anxious, you're not anxious, you're excited. Yep. Right? And that's that that's it's a lot of fun. Yep. And to be <laughs> Brutal that is, no one here is competing for any like success in it, so there's no no stakes yeah. attached. You're not gonna like you're probably not gonna make the game, so if you don't make the game, it's not necessarily a big disappointment. Yeah. So it's just keep it fun. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> yeah. Um I think we're gonna I think we're gonna just do one Q and A today. Yeah. yeah. So we'll just drop to the third one. <laughs> <laughs> the one we want to nerd out on. Yeah, so so <laughs> we ended up talking too long, so we have to adjust our Q and A. So <laughs> we're just going to do the fun one. We're just getting more comfortable on camera. That's what this is. <laughs> that, that is. It's a curse statement. Um, so uh, our third Q and A, which is now our first Q and A, is um, uh, what should I buy for my significant other, friend, sibling, parent that's really into fitness? I was going to say gift ideas for the fitness enthusiast in your life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> tomato, tomato. Same difference. Said the same thing. Right. Uh, so, blanket gift. This is almost a cop. Like, gift cards are typically a cop out, but I like Rogue gift cards. Everyone likes Rogue gift cards. If you don't know what to get, Rogue gift card. It's really solid. We have a link. <laughs> Use our link. I, was, I mean, the gift cards, it, I, I feel like if, if you're just not sure. Yeah, that's. Go for it. Yeah. You mean, you can't go wrong with No that. CrossFitter but, will be offended by a rogue gift card. They yeah. will they'll be very happy with it. Um, I shop on there all the time. Eric does. Most of us do. Um, and my other, the, the other thing I had written down was like a, uh, and these are a bit pricey, but like a subscription box to like a Kill Cliff or a Fit Aid or something. So for the next like three months or whatever, they get a box of Kill Cliff in the mail. A lot of CrossFitters drink a decent amount of yeah. <laughs> Kill I mean, Cliff and, or Fit Aid. You know, honestly, that could be something like if you want to, if you have someone in your life and you want to get that for them, that's something we could do in the gym. Yeah. Like, hey, um, I'm going to get a, like a punch card of yeah. uh, Fit Aids for X. We, mm -hmm. we, we can do that. We actually have, like, physical punch cards that we can give you for that. So more than welcome to do something like that. I love it. I'm not a huge fan of Kill Cliff. There's people that really love it. Um, I, I actually like O2. O2 and Fit8 are probably the two that I really like. O2's um, decent. And and O2 just came out with the smaller cans. Oh, yeah, because they the, had, like, those the... cans were way too big. I was like, oh, like I, I had to split it with Krista. It's like a half growler. Yeah, I had to split it with Krista. But now they have smaller cans, so that might be something to, to check oh, out. Oh, I, is O2 caffeinated? I think O2's caffeinated. Um, they, they have both. Yeah, they have they, caffeinated right. and uncaffeinated. Yeah, Kill Club's the both. one that's, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. So I'll let Barrett go with his. I'm yeah. going to jump in because he took a couple of mine. <laughs> um, so for me, I, I came up with three. The first one is OSO collars. Um, if you're looking, there there's a lot. There used to be a lot of different OSO collars, and then Rogue bought them, and they kind of pared it down a lot, which is probably a good thing. If you're looking for OSO collars, what you want to look for is OSO barbell collars. Like that's their actual name. So if you go into Rogue, look for that name. Um, they're awesome. Uh, we've given them as gifts for all of our coaches, so all of our coaches have a pair. Yep. They're I use them all the time. I love. No, yeah, excuse they're, me. They're I love awesome. them. That's, they're so so awesome. 
I was very excited when I opened that package. Yeah. So that, that'd be my first one. Yep. Um, the second one is a jump rope. Jump rope is like socks. You'll lend them out to somebody, but it's kind of weird. So <laughs> a jump rope is made, they, they, the, the length of it should be just for you. Jump rope, you can get a really cheap, you can get a, a jump rope for five or 10 bucks. Yep. You can get a, a, a very good jump rope for 20, 25 bucks. So uh, a jump rope is super, super awesome. Um, there's a lot of short handle, long handle, yep. spinner type. Shoot me a message. Shoot Joe a message. Yep. Um, if there's one thing Joe can give advice on, it's jump ropes. <laughs> I'm um, send actually, a RPM name. <laughs> that's probably the only thing you can give advice on. Um, so check that out. I, um, one thing I will say about jump rope pricing, it's kind of like the the diminishing return of like buying a car like buying like a used 04 prius versus buying a new subaru wrx is a lot like you get a lot more for a lot less of a price increase than for like that wrx to like a really nice corvette right like that so once yeah. you get to the 20 ish dollar range you're like good yeah the 60 dollar ropes are really nice but they're not necessary exactly i that's a wonderful wonderful like the 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 change from a ten dollar rope to a twenty five dollar rope is ridiculous. It's super high. It's yep. the value is there, and you should definitely You'll do it. You'll notice it just picking it up. But going from a twenty five dollar rope to a sixty dollar rope to like they make hundred dollar ropes, it's just it, not. You're, you're not going to have that return on investment. Which is why it kind of makes a nice gift because the person that you're buying for might not want to spend that kind of money on themselves. But if you want to buy them something nice that they'll yeah. use for a while, that's, yeah. That's not to say that they're not super nice. They are, know. but the return on investment isn't as high. I my, well, my RPM was a gift. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then my final one is actually just a high-quality pair of shorts. Look, you can get away with a pair of $10 Russells from somewhere. They're perfectly fine. But I tell you what, I have three, three pairs of really nice shorts in two pair of like nice shorts and they're it's just it's just so nice that i move better um they're just really really nice i i prefer a a, a short above the knee yep. and having that is just so much better when i have those long crappy shorts i just don't move well they feel stiff and having a high quality pair of shorts is really nice lululemon obviously is going to be really nice uh, Virus has really nice shorts. Um, Bird Dog has really nice shorts. Yeah. Rogue makes some pairs of shorts. And, and this is obviously for guys. For the ladies, you're just wearing tights. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. whatever. Just make sure you can't see through them. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll get... So, regardless what? of male or female, do not gift anyone white virus tights. <laughs> I've seen guys wear them. No one likes it. No, no one's happy about it. Don't do that. No tights. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, so Oso jump rope, high quality shorts. Yep. Again, if you if you have any like if you want any specific recommendations or anything, just shoot us a message. Yep. Help you out. Is that it? That is it. We only went over by six minutes, seven minutes. No, we're on time. We're good. So um, <laughs> yeah, thank you, Joe. Cheers. Cheers again, guys. I hope you enjoyed this first season. Thanks for sticking with us. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll get better next season. <laughs> I know. Ha, ha, ha.